It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Welcome back to the Overlap Live Fan Debate brought to you by Sky Bet. It shows the breadth of topics we've spoken about that we've had to leave the league leaders to the top of part three. Let's talk Arsenal. Uh, you said before you didn't think Arsenal played that well, did you? In the game? In the game. I thought they were all right Saturday. No, I don't I think I think they played quite well. well. I didn't think it was a bad one. I mean, obviously, it was a bad result for them. But uh, do you know something? I was, I, we were at the uh, City game on Sunday. And when the team came through, City's team came through, at, uh, we get it at quarter past three, was it? I thought, mm. for the first time, I thought Arsenal could win the league. And that's not looking smart before, you know, after the events of City lost. I just thought he's messing around, he's tinkering far too much. I don't know why De Bruyne's not playing, I don't know why Gundogan's not playing, I don't know why Diaz is not back in the centre of that defence with Laporte to make him solid. And I saw the team and I thought, oh, you know, from a point of view of my prediction, which is that City would catch Arsenal, I was less sure on Sunday afternoon than I've ever been. I was pretty certain two weeks ago. Um, I was actually certain on Saturday afternoon, I thought, right, City will do it properly tomorrow. This will be a proper champion's performance. He'll go with his best team. He'll not mess around. But if he carries on like that, if he carries on doing what he's doing, um, and, you know, sometimes great managers of that ilk, you know, Sir Alex had it a little bit in him as well. They just like to do things a little bit differently. Um, Look, I'd rather talk about money than football, if we're being honest. <laughs> no, but anyway, from Arsenal's point of view, I thought it was a pretty good weekend for Arsenal. They'll have been worried a little bit, Arsenal, yeah. on Saturday afternoon. But I think out of that weekend, they'll come out psychologically, I think, in a better place, particularly with what's yeah. happened with City Definitely. in this last 24 hours. I think Arsenal, unbelievably out of a defeat. And I thought they did all right on Saturday. I thought it was a game that you could just lose. I didn't think it was like a... I was more worried after watching City on Sunday than I was after Arsenal losing on Saturday. I really was, because I thought Arsenal still played reasonably well in the game. A difficult place with a new manager. Jamie, do you think they've got the mentality to finish off this title charge? We don't know. That's always the question. This was the question, I think, a few years ago when uh, I think City they, came back. Last week. No, no. I think that, listen, it remains to be seen, doesn't it? But I, 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 I've tipped them for to go on and win the title. But I haven't tipped them because I think the, if they were level with Man City now, I think we'd, everyone would be tipping Man City. The whole point is, can they sort of hold on from Manchester City getting back to what we normally see? But the longer it goes each week, you're thinking, are City actually going to get back to that? what we expect from the last few years. But that was the question thrown at Liverpool a few years ago when I think City came back and just pipped them to the title in that first season. But the longer City are like that, the more room they've got to breathe. Because I just think that buffer of, of points that they've got right now is uh, is quite sizable. And I, 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 I think they will. I, I don't think the buffer's that size. I mean, that, that would have been two points on Sunday night with, but it's not. with Arsenal it's not. playing City a week on Wednesday. I know, but what, it's, so it's five points with a game in hand. Five points with a game I mean, in hand. That, that, I mean, if, if it is now, but the point is, I don't think it's that big a lead at all. I really don't, honestly. There's 18 games to go lead. yet. Eh? It's not a massive. It's game. not a massive. We have to play. Well, if you win your game in hand, you can't. If, you're if you never going to be more than eight hand, points yeah. clear with that. With what is it, seven, 16 or 17 games to go? It's a big lead. But I, it's not a massive buffer if it was City of two or three years ago. Right now, it feels bigger than it. Yeah, I, you don't feel like City are going to win every. This thing we looked at it and we didn't. We sort of said, what if City? got to win 
to almost get to the, the points that we think maybe might yeah. win the league, which might be 90 points. City would almost have to win, go on a run that they did three or four years ago to catch Liverpool. It doesn't wins, feel yeah. like City are there right now. And that, that is even before what's gone on the last few days. I, I think Arsenal are in a really good position. I think going out the FA Cup, I think it was big in terms of you know Man City going along in that competition. I think the Europa League, you've just got to play your subs. Because... You'll improve in the summer. You'll go and buy another two or three players and you might be a better team next season. You won't be eight points clear with 16 games to go. Not a chance. Not a chance. City will be better. You'd expect Liverpool to come back, Chelsea say, to come hold on, back. Hold on, That, that, that gets said there. every year. That's you think you're going to be eight points clear with 16 games? No, I'm not games. saying we're going to no be eight chance. points clear, but I remember last year, you know, it's the same argument, you know what I mean? This one's going to improve, that one. We'll improve as well, you know what I mean? I, I said you will improve, but what I'm saying is, it, you'd be, how often, even when City are at the best, mm -hmm. the last few years, Liverpool have still sort of been there. Arsenal got winning the title on like 95 points this season. It's no, but what I'm saying is, you know eight, I mean? eight points for anybody. I said how often were Man United? I, eight or two. I, no, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I, I said they, they have eight, six teams. points wins the title this year a few weeks ago on Monday Night Football. I think, we end, I don't, I think it'll be a bit more than you that. Think it'll be, I don't think it will. I think well, they got 50 points after half a season. I think this is a traditional season. I think this will be. I think to, for Arsenal to get over the line, it'll be a little bit like Blackburn did against us in 95, wow. 94, 95. When it'll be, you, you don't win the title easily. Sorry, you just don't. You just don't. It's a struggle to win your first title mm. after a number of years. So you're going to limp over the line. You're going to struggle to get there. You'll be put under pressure. You may get there because of what's happening at City at this moment in time. But in terms of it being a massive lead. I think we should just take our minds back to Saturday afternoon after Arsenal had lost and we were thinking that it's going to be two points. That yeah. is not a that that lead can just evaporate inside a week. So yeah, but if they win the game in hand, I, eight I points is a massive we could lead. Be, we, we could be in a position. We could be in a position. We could have been in a position. If City won on Sunday, I know they haven't done, but this could happen again in two weeks, three weeks, six weeks. This is going to go on now for months. You've got yeah. months to go. So there'll be another weekend where you lose. And they can go to two, and then they play, you say, after that, and they can go one point in front. That could have happened in the next 10 days. Yeah. You know that's so close to City being Listen, I, listen I, I, I kind of agree with you that it's, it is not a foregone conclusion that we're going to win it. It is going to be difficult to win it. It will. We're being chased down by a team that's you know, got way more experience in doing it in recent times than us. But the one thing that gives me a lot of faith is that I feel that at this this moment in time, this season, we've got the best team. I've, you know, everybody we've played, I think Saturday was the first game that I've been to that I was like, we didn't deserve to win that game. That definitely Everton were better than us. They deserved to win that. But I looked at it and I was like, I don't think we're going to come up against a team like Everton regularly between now and the end of the season. It was the, 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 the script was written, you know, new manager <clears throat> yeah. bounce, early kickoff. It, it, everything was set up for yeah. Everton. And just the way they played as well, like, like Everton, that. you know what I mean? And I understood it fully, and it's Sean Dyche, you know what I mean? They didn't once play the ball out from the back. And Arsenal are masters of closing teams down, you know what I mean? Pressurising you from the front. You know, I don't think you're going to get a lot of teams that play a whole game like that. But I think, you know, even the other day when we went to City, we made seven changes. I thought in the first half, I thought we were the better team. You yeah, know what I mean? In the right. second half, they, they just... They just pipped us. I think I think Arsenal are like it's it's theirs to lose. It, it, it'd be course, you're only saying that. They don't trust anybody. They don't trust anybody. Can I ask you? Again? <laughs> are you are you swaying towards the Arsenal win? Then are you still saying City are going to no, win twelve points I, clear of Arsenal? No, I, honestly, on Saturday afternoon, I would have said if Pep does it properly on Sunday afternoon and gets his team back in, which is to me Ake, uh, Laporte, Diaz, Walker. 
Gundogan, De Bruyne, Rodri, and then Haaland with either probably Mares on the right and then one of the left wingers, whoever that might be. And they play properly on Sunday afternoon. I would have said City will win that league by 10 points because there'll be two points behind you. They'll do you at the end. Uh, 30 points. Yeah, that's, he's been saying that the whole there'll season. There'll be two points. Honestly, it seriously. It, you went, what, 10, points, 10, points, 10 points is not a big lead, don't forget. What this season, how we've been playing. No, what you don't recognise is that, honestly, towards the end of the season, the last five games, when they go in front of you, if they did go in front of you, you just lose, and all of a sudden you'd lose two games, that, and they'll win two. You'll end up seven or eight. You just end up further oh, away. I've seen this a lot, honestly. You can't I, I, keep doing this hypothetical thing because this whole no, no, season, people, no one's won no, the but I've seen, They fact, haven't been in front. I've once. seen this a lot. We 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 very rarely won the league. You know, when we were trying to win it back by, a, a, you win it on the last day. Last, you, you'll win it on the last day or second to last game. City will not let you off the hook. I don't think. That's fair. If you win it, it will be a massive struggle. I think if City get in front of you with five, ten games to go. They could win it by I, ten points. I, still, I do honestly. I think one one of the things we've we've looked at in the last few weeks, the advantage for City has been you've still got to play Arsenal twice. It's yeah. that thing in the back of your head. You think, well, if we could get six points, we're back there. Mm-hmm. Actually, watching City and watching Arsenal this season, I think it's a massive thing for Arsenal not to go into those games thinking, oh, I hope we don't get beaten and City get back in it. I think if you went there and think if we play the way we've played this season, we're better than Man exactly, City. I'm not you trying to actually, be, exactly, you I'm could not, actually take Man City out of it. You could yeah, win the league I'm, by I'm, winning. I'm, I'm, I look, four, I look four, on it in a positive. Four or six points yeah. in those two games, I think the league's done. Guardiola knows that. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. He's trying to light that fire under him because he knows yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I look on it in a positive light. Well, why, why is I, I look he doing on what he's doing, Pep? Why is he doing what he's doing? It's a last ditch. It's a last ditch thing because he's seen behind the scenes. He knows they're not well off it and I'm not taking the mick here, but Liverpool obviously have dropped well down and that can happen if you're well off it. They've dropped slightly and they're second. They're five points behind. I agree, it's not a lot. But they're slightly behind. And he's thinking, if I don't do this now, the season's gone. Don't do what now? No, he's talking about like I'm talking about trying to get that response from them publicly. In terms of the tinkering, it's funny that you saw the team and thought um, you, you were concerned. I, I saw worried. the team and thought, fair enough. Because what you he's did. done, yeah. Because he's, he's picked the team, though. He's picked all those players uh, in form and they've played the most recently. Diaz and Laporte have barely played recently. De Bruyne, I can't sit here now and say he should have played De Bruyne at the weekend because after the derby, I said on the podcast that we do, I was like, De Bruyne maybe needs to come out of the team for a bit because yeah, he's been shocking. Bad, yeah. And Alvarez gives them a bit of a spark. So I saw that and the way he did it against Spurs at the Etihad, I thought, I can see that. And then Ake and Akanji had sent the back. It doesn't set the world on fire. They played together in the derby. Akanji started every Premier League game since he signed, apart from the first one when he wasn't involved. Ake's been their best defender. Okay, you've moved an 18-year-old to left-back, but that 18-year-old's been really good. I think he's picked his form players, he's picked his players with the most minutes. And if they'd lost with their best players, yeah. as you know, they've done, when, done when, the Spurs all the time, when, when I saw be looking that at his playing no, reputation. I get that, picking your form players is fine, but if you said to me that Ake and Akanji in form mm. are better than Diaz and Laporte in form. That can't, that, that, I, I can't no, see no, that. I, I no, agree. no, you're right, but then the other two no, aren't in form. There comes a point in the season where you've got to play the players who you know are going to win you the title, who are going to do it properly for you, into form. So you have to, oh, yeah, you, have, you have to get De Bruyne back in the I, team. I'm not sure if Spurs away is the is the right way to do it. Because if they lose then, then you're saying, oh, no, he's chucked Diaz into the defence, he's not played for two But months. if, if you're yeah, Harry Kane, Son and Kulisevsky, and you're looking at that team sheet and you're thinking Rico Lewis, Ake, Akanji, Walker, you're thinking, I've got a chance. I, I know that's how they'll be thinking. Yeah, that's, yeah, if you're that's thinking fair. Diaz, Laporte, Ake, left-back, Walker, right-back, they're thinking, I'd say that's a solid back for that. That's with, Ro- with Rodri that, in front. Is, you know, you know what up. he's talking about? I think we'd all probably agree Diaz and Laporte, would you say, was the first choice. But 
they haven't played for a long time. I get that. It's not like Diaz has been in the team all the time. Is that is that are they not playing because of sort of slight injury issues, or are they playing because of like, something personal behind the scenes? Is it Diaz, I, the I Portuguese, the, the Cancelo? Is there no, something? I think the Diaz thing is just coming back from injury, and yeah. it's got to the point where against Spurs, I don't think you you throw him back in. And he hadn't been playing too much before the World Cup. I think his levels have dropped a bit. Laporte is like a a Cancelo situation, not as dramatic, obviously, because Cancelo's gone. But Laporte. Guardiola's always talking no bad faces. You know, if you're left out of the team, don't complain about it. And if you do complain about it, go into the team and, and prove that you deserve to be in there. Laporte's not really done that. And Walker's been in the same boat. So in terms of recovering those players and bringing them in because you need them, I completely agree. And he's done that with Walker at the weekend. But it's been the same since the World Cup. There's been a few players off it for those kind of reasons. They've been left out of the team and they've not liked it. You know, there's the situation floating around with Foden as well. There's you know, injuries and illness recently too. Cancelo's the obvious one. Um, but, but even other players like Bernardo Silva, like they really ultra professional guys. He's not quite but, been on it. You know what? This, I, I, this, this, is, this, this, this stuff is the stuff that we're seeing in the last couple of weeks. That, to be fair, makes me think my prediction could be wrong because it's not what yeah. Arsenal are doing. It's actually what City are not yeah, doing. Hold on. I would say. This team, that game that we that game that we lost on, that's only the second game we've lost this season. Exactly. Right? You yeah. And that one was, you know, yeah. we, uh, And you know what? We passed big tests this season. We went away. We beaten Tottenham back to back. You know, we've beaten Liverpool. We've beaten United. all these teams. No, yeah, we beat I'm, Manchester I'm not United. We had a great season, but you time. cannot, if Manchester City are purring, win the league off Manchester City. In my opinion, uh, so, yeah, uh, the point, not, you can't. Are Man United purring? Are Man United in the title? No, race? they're not purring. No, look, haven't spent, spent a ridiculous amount of time depressingly so like watching Manchester City over the last five yeah. years. If Man City were the city that were going to go and of win the course. title, they'd have game points at the weekend. They don't know. Yeah, they don't do that. Of that's that's what I, I was thinking when everyone, sure, when everything's going correctly. That's of course. Like that, I don't think anyone's arguing against that. I think Arsenal may be punching above their weight this season. If you look to the beginning of the season, people have gone top four. I think that's it. And it's only maybe in the last week or so, barring the Everton defeat, that I think Arsenal fans as a whole have really, yeah, but, truly started well, what, to believe. I, I, I think most people would agree with that. But what I would say in Arsenal's defence is, when we talk about the teams of Liverpool and City the last few years getting uh, 95, 96 points, Arsenal's first half of the season was 50 points. This wasn't a Arsenal sort of jumping on the back of everybody else having exactly. a bad season and, and having a small points total and being at the top of the league. Their numbers were what Manchester City and Liverpool were getting. Yeah. Now, whether they yeah. get the second half of the season, We've been the purring. numbers halfway through the season. So far this big. season, we've been purring. So that's what I'm trying to say. Right? Say, as a city fan, like, as right? a city fan, this Arsenal team, team is a damn good team, man. You know what I mean? Like We've been turning teams over week. We've been playing excellent football. You're seeing, I feel, the emergence of another top team. You know what I mean, obviously Liverpool and Man City have been dominating over the years. I think you're seeing, just like I look at United and I say you're starting to see United in It's a week league. This you're is a week league. Week league. Week league. Because you lot are in it. And listen, you can get, you, you can you get your two pens in. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. That's because you're in it. That's I'm, what just, yeah. I'm so frustrated that this Manchester City side that exists is the only, only time in the past five or six years where they've been... Because we're better than them. But, no, you are better than them. And, and if you don't win the league from this position, it'd be... Well, you I keep mean, saying that every well, time I see you. Yeah, we spoke... Appreciate it, Fab. You know, we've spoken a bit about tinkering and managers, and I think if you speak to players at City, they kind of don't really know often where they stand with Pep. It's, it's kind of, you know, no, I, they play they play three games and then suddenly they're out of the team and they get two assists and a goal, and they, they don't understand why. Arteta has a very different approach. You see, he came out after the Everton 
uh, defeat and said, listen, I love my players more than I did yesterday. What do you, what do you make of that? Because it's two very different styles of people who kind of come from the same, the same house almost. Uh, to be, I like Michael, I love Mikel Arteta. I love his interviews. To be fair, I like the way. I, mean, I think on the touchline in the last few weeks, and I said that after the, in the Newcastle game, I thought he went a little bit over the top. To be honest with you, standing outside and sort of. But other than that, he's done an unbelievable job. We thought he wouldn't last this season. At the end of last season, we thought that he was in big trouble through the money that had been spent and the fact that he wouldn't achieve what he was going to achieve through bottling it. The team bottled it at the end of last season. You, you know, you fell apart. I thought that would be, to be fair, terminally a big terminal problem for him. I can't believe what he's done this season. It's unbelievable. I still doesn't mean that the fact that I, I still think City will win the league. But the fact that we're even talking about Arsenal winning the league, I think is a miracle from where I thought that we would be at the end of last season. I don't think we will, Gary, by the way. As I, say, I don't think we're going to win the league. I, do, I think we'll, we could win the league if we had, which right now we don't, the ability to put pressure on Arsenal. But we're not doing do that. Do you know for the first time, when I saw your team on Saturday at 3 th I turned around to Martin Tyler, he'll tell yeah. you, and I said, seriously, they're in trouble, he's messing around here. The thing is for me, it wasn't the fact that we lost, it was the performance, honestly. Like, you can take the odd loss, because we, we lose to Spurs all the time. I no, but seriously, if you've, got a, team, if you've got a team, that back, four will, will, that back four will make every team in the league think they've got a chance, just because they haven't got the established presence and credibility that the four that I mentioned. Midfield, if you've got Alvarez, Bernardo Silva and Rodri, Rodri will feel more exposed by having Alvarez and Bernardo Silva, just because physically they're not the same as Gundogan and De Bruyne. So everybody will feel like they've got a better chance against City. If he plays the players who have served him over the last few years, obviously he's got grumbles with them. Cancelo, you mentioned Laporte, you've got De Bruyne. They can't, there must, there's something going on in there that means that he's tinkering with it and messing around, as I keep saying. I agree. So if he, he doesn't sort that out, City won't win the league. But if City get themselves together and do it properly, I still think you'll win the league. I, I, I would, I would, dis I, I would, I would disagree. Yeah. I'm sure Robbie disagree. I think for the first time in a long time, Arsenal fans as a whole are kind of... You should come sit here then and no, I'll sit I'll there. Wait. <laughs> I'm only waiting to be placed. You, you come sit here. <laughs> you're, yeah, the, the, the paper, you're a little bit worried. No, yeah, I'm only waiting to be placed City. Obviously, right. I'm still confident. I've, I've had the most enjoyable season for a long time, but once we play City twice, then I'll be... More confident than ever. Final that game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's a serious game. But I got. I was in the stadium, that. by the way. I was in the stadium for the United game the other week, and the atmosphere was no, no. The you sat seven. I, I, was, I was sat seven rows behind, <laughs> and it, the atmosphere was incredible. But I, I'd spent maybe twenty minutes after the game listening to Gary getting dogs abuse. <laughs> Absolute yeah. dogs. Which I deserved that to be fair at the end of the game. But I have to say, the atmosphere in that game was unbelievable, and that's the yeah, best. Yeah, I've, I, the best I've seen. Um, Best I've seen the Emirates for, well, since mm. it was probably built. And the thing is, um, those are the sort of things that help to get us across the line. And I, and I agree with you, it's, it's not going to be plain sailing. No. As we saw from the weekend, like you said, you know what I mean? We slipped up, but, you know, they slipped up. That, that did help us out. But I, I just look on it and say, we are a good side. I remember like, even speaking to fans after the game, nobody was really moaning. Everybody was sort of saying, you know what? Yeah. We're not going to criticise this team because that's the first sort of performance it, we've seen like that this season. It did worry me a little bit that you handling of set pieces, but not just that, the handling of the crosses into the box. It, it worried me a little bit in the sense of how you dealt with them. And I think if other clubs, particularly when you go away from home, play against you, because at home I think you'll manage teams and you'll keep them away from your goal. But away from, once, once other teams, other analysts see, and other coaches see 
as potential wins, you are going to have to nip that in the bud. But we have been that, that was a lot that all year. Yeah, no, but, yeah. but, no, we, but we, if you we, see we, something we, like Goodison Park, you were put under pressure. Those crosses that were going in, the chances that they had with the headers. I think Decorey had one then. I think Anana had one as well, didn't he? And Calvin. Calvin, well. Calvin, yeah, Calvin Lewin had one, so yeah. One, yeah. So there's, and then there was the, the goal from the set pieces. You'll just have to nip that in the bud yeah. in the next few weeks. If you start conceding from crosses in set pieces, if that does happen, I'm not saying it will, because I think it might have been a one-off, but if it does happen, you'll have to nip that in the bud in your next away game, which yeah. I think, is it Villa? Your next away uh, game? Villa, yeah, Villa will be. Yeah, Villa a week on. So you have to cross I... Arsenal's fixtures, isn't it? You've got to, you've got to... <laughs> he, knows, he knows exactly. No, he's yeah, not he knows he loves I do follow the top four, Jamie, week, quite a lot. Don't worry. But what I would say again, if we're talking about defences and you're just talking about City's defence, our defence this season's been good. You know yeah, what I mean? Saliba, good. Gabriel, they've been excellent. Mm. I mean, Zinchenko, I thought, had an off game. He's been excellent. You know, and also Ben White has been excellent. And the keeper, Ramsdale, has been brilliant as well. So. I've got to look on it and say, because I'm not seeing that regularly this season, I have to look on that and just say, it was one of those. You have those blips. You've got to move on yeah. to the next, which is a tough game. Brentford, yeah. they're playing well. You know what I mean? I know it's going to be a tough game. But what if you Emirates, lose that one, though? How would you feel? Hey, 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 come and see me there. Let's not bring the negative energy in it. Let's not bring the negative energy in it. Who sat you two together? Let's talk about top four. Anyway, thanks for us. Let's talk about top four. You're not involved in this conversation. <laughs> do, you, do you still believe that Newcastle can can hold out, can hang on, and can, and can make it? Because I, you, you, were, you were never convinced, Cara. No, I, know, I, I know you were. Yeah, I, I, I think they can. Uh, I think Newcastle for me this season have been one of the, the, the probably alongside Arsenal the team. I've been most excited watching you. When you watch him, just feels like it's so fast, it's energetic. I mean, they've only lost one game. I know they drew a lot of games, but to only lose one Premier League game over halfway through a season, no matter who you are, even if you the Man City the last few years, it's some goal in that. Premier League games are tough and we know Newcastle, they're not the best team in the league, but they're in the top four right now. So to only lose one game is some going, I would say. I think Awedi has got them set up defensively as well. They don't look like a soft touch, a typical Newcastle team. It'll be end-to-end, it could be any type of score. So I think Eddie Howe is one of the managers of the season, no doubt. But it'll be tough for them, of course. You talk about Tottenham, will be there or thereabouts. But I think Newcastle got something special going there. I always think when clubs have got a connection, from, and I think Arsenal have got that on the back of, of winning and doing well this season. But that connection that you see with a crowd and that goes to the pitch, not every club can have that. And I think Newcastle have got something special going on at the minute there, but the, the fans are always backing them. It feels like a real team uh, environment. And, you know, they're playing to the top of the game. But the fact that they're not conceding goals, not losing games means they've always got a fighting chance in every game that they play. I just feel like Newcastle are absolutely full pelt, 100 miles an hour, the, 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 they can't run any faster than the, they're actually doing and I think they're hanging on and I just don't think that they'll be able to do that as the season goes on. I don't think they'll finish in the top four. I hope they do. I think it'd be unbelievable if they didn't, like you say, you know, new top four, but I, I, I don't think they will, Newcastle. I think they'll fall away. So I you think... hope Arsenal win the league? Yeah. You hope Newcastle finish in the top four? Yeah. It's all a lie. And then City. And then <laughs> you City. don't. You know what? I do. Yeah, I do. You don't. I do. You don't. You want to be proved right. No, <laughs> don't. Uh, and then City, <laughs> City United, City United, second and third, whichever, and you lot 10th. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? Delighted with that. But, but you, I think Newcastle, to be fair, with the cup final coming up as well, I think yeah. United will be a problem for them as well. But I think Newcastle with the cup final coming up, I just don't feel that they'll hang on to top four. Interesting. Kendall, do you, it must be an unbelievable time to be a Newcastle fan. I think, obviously, the chance of Champions League qualifications, first trophy in forever. Yeah. Like, literally, since I've been alive, basically, except the championship, if you want to uh, include that. But yeah, it's. As you were saying, it's just like a really everyone's together, and for the first time, even even when Rafa Benitez was here, the ownership and the manager weren't on the same 
level as everyone is right now. Like everyone's fighting and everyone's together and positive. And I can I genuinely can't remember the last time that this has happened. And I'm 27. I'm sorry, I'm 28. 28 yesterday. <laughs> now <laughs> <laughs> make myself younger. Um, yeah, I can't remember the last time we were like that. So for me, um, I do get what everyone's saying about top four as well because I think for the squads around us, we haven't quite got that quality and depth yet um but we're doing okay so far for a manager who opposite of pep who isn't tinkering we've got the same starting 11 basically week in week out now at this point um and we're doing pretty well so yeah don't really it's annoying everyone that i don't have a, have a negative to say but i just would you, I just would you rather top four or, or win the cup final both <laughs> <laughs> obviously no um everyone keeps asking me that and i understand the levels that top four gets you i understand the, the player like pull that you get and the, the revenue and things like that but for me getting that silverware out of the way I'm a lot more confident that we get top four consistently over the next five ten years than I am that we win another cup so for me I don't want to be like another Tottenham where they say you've never won anything <laughs> that's always the overriding Love conversation that. I don't want to be that so if we win a cup it's out of the way straight away I don't care if everyone calls it a Mickey Mouse cup to me that is nice. everything in my club and yeah I would much rather a, it's a good cup time this as well. season if I had to choose you know City won the FA Cup back in like 2010 it could be very similar to for yeah. Newcastle that I reckon you'll so have to hold on to that don't we well, well <laughs> that, that definitely happened alright as long as you've got some memories something though from a, from a financial perspective Newcastle will obviously be held back by the fact that if they don't increase their revenues then obviously you can't spend more money so from a Champions League perspective that's massive for Newcastle yeah. to get up and continue in this I do think the, I think if you spoke to the owners of the club they'd probably say something different than the fans because yeah. yeah. they'd want that revenue to come in so they can then sign the players next summer because they have got a restriction haven't they yeah definitely I, I, I understand both sides of it and I think to be fair the fans want the cup but I think our fan base in general, if you ask them directly whether it was one or the other and you had to choose, I actually think we'd be 50-50. I think some of us just kind of want the trophy out of the way because you you, in a cup to win a cup, everyone who's won a cup here will know that you have to kind of have a look on your side and the results have to go your way and the draws have to go your way. So that's why I'm much more confident we get top four in the, next, in the recent future. But yeah, cup for me would be more important. But I think... At the minute, the fan base is split as well because they, they understand both sides of it too. Arsenal, Arsenal didn't finish in the top four and now they've got a title challenge. Get the silverware, trust me, get the silverware. <laughs> I'll take a look at it. But yeah, you don't need to finish in the top four, although it, it would move you along quickly. Yeah, maybe. I think, yeah, for, in terms of the financial situation, I think it, it, would, it would make a lot, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of sense. Now, how confident are you of United getting the top four? United to be on a bit of a charge. United finishing the top four, I think it'll be challenged by all these fixtures that they've got the cup final, the Barcelona game, still in the FA Cup. That will be an issue for United. Mm. Um, so it will challenge them that from a point of view. I think they will dip off, but I still think they'll hang on in there. Um, I think the spirit's pretty good. Um, and they're in a decent place at this moment in time. You know, this United are back sort of stuff. I don't buy into that. You know, Jose's taken Manchester United back to where they are now, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer took Manchester United back to where they are now and Eric Ten Hag's taking Manchester United back to where they are now. You know, I think Eric Ten Hag's got all the, he looks like he's got all the hallmarks of manager who might take them then that step further in the next two or three years, but the rest have struggled once they've got that second and third to maintain it, to maintain it and they've dipped. So I don't think we should get carried away as United fans. What we should be happy with is that we've improved enormously from the start of the season and the end of last season and from a building, a sort of, if you like, a bridge to where we need to get to, it's a, it's a good bridge, but... Louis van Gaal, Jose and Ole have all had seasons like Eric Tan had 
Ten Hag's having now, but I do feel it's a decent spirit and a decent sort of. He's made some good decisions in tough in tough circumstances in the first six months. Harry Maguire situation is tough. Your captain Cristiano Ronaldo, that's tough. Losing the first few games, the transfer windows was really poor. So I think he's had challenges and he's dealt with them well. I agree with you, but I, I do. It does feel different to me. I always felt there was a negativity around some of the managers talking about there. With Jose, I always felt like there was problems between him and, and the board. Louis Van Gaal, the fans, I don't think were ever happy with the, the football. Oli, no one ever felt he was going to be a manager who could win Manchester United the league title. He didn't have that pedigree as a manager. Whereas it feels like now this guy knows what he's doing, but also just feels like there's a, a spirit at United that I probably haven't seen for. Five or six years, you know, we I keep talking about that connection between the fans and the pitch. It feels like that's coming back. And United right now, they, they, they look like there's a spirit there when you see them score a goal. They all seem to be celebrating. There's a, I, I think there's something there with, with Manchester United that I probably haven't seen with those other managers when they've been in similar positions. So that's a worry, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Do you feel that he's he's there for the long haul? This is this is a long term plan because it's it's quite similar in his story with the, the Arteta story where he kind of had to get rid of the dead. We had to get rid of some some big characters. Yeah, I'm surprising. I actually agree with you there. Like I think that there was differences. <laughs> I mean, you've made a few mistakes this season on you know in particular, but I think you are right in that. This does feel different for different reasons. Jose, you know he's only going to be there for three years maximum, four years at a push. As a fan, you can't think, well, we're probably going to take three years to get anywhere and then he's leaving straight away. With, with Ole, there was always that thing in the media and in the back of your mind as a fan. I'm someone who absolutely loved Solskjaer and loved you know, getting to those finals and, or semi-finals and getting second in the league. But there was always part of you that thought, is he up to this? And I think not just as fans, but you say it as media, um, people feel that with Ten Hag already. People believe in him. And the way that you know journalists write about him and the way that fans talk about him and the way that opposition fans talk about him, it's like, oh no, United look like they might be good again. And I think that matters. I think that gets into the dressing room. And when you see the way he's handled things, you mentioned Maguire and Ronaldo, and, but even things like the, the Sancho situation where I've never seen a player at that level <laughs> drop out of a team for three months for non-injury-related reasons. I've never seen that. And yet somehow, not only did he manage to sort of, not cover it up, but he never allowed it to be this gigantic story. He never lamented the fact that he didn't have the player to pick. You know, imagine if Jose was the manager. Look at the Man United squad at the minute. That midfield is decimated. We've got literally Sabitzer and Fred available in those deep positions and no one else. We've got Eriksen and uh, Van der Beek and uh, McTominay all out, uh, sort of long term. But you wouldn't know that from Ten Hag because he sits there, he tells you all the things he likes about his team and he sets up a team to win. And I think that's such a difference in mentality that we've not seen. We can genuinely sit here and think, this is a guy that knows how to do it. He's done it before. He's done it um, in the Netherlands. And it's a, it's, it sort of feels like a proper manager, is it, Manchester yeah, we, United? Oh, sorry, guys. Yeah, we, we spoke to Ten Hag earlier on the season to quite a few United fans. And you'll probably be getting it as well, giving us a bit of stick at the moment because they thought we were giving him a really hard time and they mm. want us to go and speak to him again or they want us to go and speak to other managers. But after that Brentford game when it was 4-0, if you remember, all hell was breaking loose. Yeah. It was the end of the world, it felt like, at United. You know, the, the owners were coming under massive pressure. The protests were big. We were playing Liverpool at obviously Old Trafford in Liverpool at that point. We didn't realise that they were really bad. Uh, we thought they were quite yeah. good, do you know what I mean? Because like what happened last season. Yeah. So I think at that Those point... Those protests went quiet, didn't they? Quite yeah, quickly, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're all right now. <laughs> Green and gold scarf. They were there in 2010 when we just won the Champions League. If you think about it, what happens that week, we request to speak to the owners first and foremost. 
foremost. Mm. We said, look, this is the time now for the owners to speak and we want to go and interview them. We requested the owners. The owners never don't stand up. Yeah. So we said, we have to speak to someone prominent this week at the club. We have to. We cannot just go into the game with everything that's going on without giving a really, you know, if you're challenging interview of somebody. Eric Ten Hag was the person who stood up. Manchester United obviously put him up, but Eric Ten Hag stood up. Yeah. He went up massively in our estimations that week, not just about how he dealt with us personally, off camera, how he answered the questions, but obviously then went on to win the game on the Monday and actually turn it around. It was an unbelievable thing. And I know that some United fans think that we give him a really hard time. We had to that week. Manchester United fans were giving the club the hardest time. He was the he was the person, the senior individual that the players that the club put up. We had to ask him those questions. It was impossible not to. So I think for me, from that point of view, in the most difficult moment I've seen a manager in in mm. recent times, he stood up. He stood up. He threw his chest out, and he <coughs> believed he should be there. And the question I want to ask you is: Would you change your position now on Martinez? Come on. In, in I, I think he's. I think he's been brilliant. I think he's. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. To, to, to be that small and play centre-back, you've obviously got to be a special player, a good player. Now, I didn't think someone at that size could cope in the Premier League and he has coped I think he's been brilliant I think he's, he's he's when I said before about United spirit I think he's been a big part that you see him sort of I think there was a, a game I saw a few weeks ago where he was actually sub mm. and someone scored maybe a late goal and he was he was right involved in this was only like two or three weeks ago and you see obviously see him in the World Cup Argentinian he's got that fight I think him Casemiro coming in is it's sort of, it feels more powerful more stronger but I, I didn't think a centre-back would be able to cope that size. Now, listen. I think if if you can still get exposed in the air, that's that has to happen at some stage. But the best players, every player's got weaknesses. The best players hide them or make sure they don't get exposed. And I think he's a really good player. And he's, he surprised me that the way he's coped or, or basically how teams can't is basically that, is get that a move. Is that a little moonwalk that, that uh, we've just seen from? I've got no problem. <laughs> I can admit when I'm wrong. You know Except Arsenal got to win the league. But what I, what I would say about Ten Hag. Uh, there's something about him, and you mightn't like this, this reference in some ways, but it, it reminds me a little bit of when Rafa Benitez first came into Liverpool, in that you don't get much out of him in the press conference at all, and because you don't get much out of him, you're thinking, does he really know what he's doing? You know, and it's almost like he's, he's not giving too much out, but he knows exactly what's going on. Yeah. He knows what he's doing on the pitches, the changes he makes from the sides of the pitch, and they almost play on the fact that their English is not great, and they don't give too much away. But 
behind the scenes, we knew with sort of our manager, we, he knew what he was doing. I'm sure, obviously, this guy looks mm. exactly what he knows what he's doing. But there was just one question I wanted to ask about the the actual style of football. It's not a criticism. What, what, what I would say is in the big games, United have almost been the underdog in that they've allowed the other team to have the ball and they've, they've won games on the counter-attack. I think, you know, against the... Obviously, the Arsenal game, you were at Old Trafford. Yeah. The City game is similar, I'd probably say. The Liverpool game at Old Trafford was similar. I think that's brilliant management. Clever tactically, we don't have the players to go right up against these and play the football that we want. But he's come from Ajax, yeah. and that is that style of football he wants to, to play. So when you're talking about getting to the next level, do you think it's a case of actually keep what he's doing, or do you think he will have to make that step where Man United the dominant team yeah, I think he, in a game? I think he's doing this because of the personnel at his disposal. If you look at those first two games... David De Gea was playing the ball out from the back yeah. every two minutes. He was kicking it short, you know, getting it back. He was exposed multiple times against Brentford. And then you, you watch the Liverpool game, De Gea only went long. And I think he realises that there are limitations to the way he wants to play because of the squad he's inherited. And I think eventually his style, or it was certainly Ajax, was to play that really high front foot, high possession stuff. You look at his possession stats, they were, you know, sort of through the roof at Ajax. But I don't think we've quite got that team there ready yet. Um, and I think when we do, I mean, the goalkeeper's a big one, and obviously David De Gea is a, a club legend, and he's done so many great things. I think he was the best goal in the world for multiple seasons, but he can't play out from the back the way the top goalkeepers can. And when you have that, I think Arsenal exposed that better than anyone the other week. I think that they just pressed him, and they pressed the people receiving the ball from him. Uh, Wan-Bissaka was another one, and he just thought, there's, some, there's still some weak links here. And I think there's some, you know, he's massively improved players like Wan-Bissaka, but you can't fundamentally change what a player is, I don't think. Um, and I think that, you know, give him another transfer window or two, and you'll see us going heads. I think the, the Tottenham game, I know they, they tend to sit back, but that Tottenham game at Old Trafford was much more like what we would like to see against Arsenal and Chelsea and, uh, and City, where we did dominate possession, we did dominate the chances, we limited Tottenham to almost nothing in that game. And I think that even though it was only 2-0, Rashford could have scored a hat-trick and it was probably the most impressive performance I've seen from United in a handful of seasons because of how complete it was and how controlling it was. And I don't know if you'd admit uh, the same, but it was uh, one of those stifling was, performances. Uh, we've, we've been done a couple of times this season, but the, uh, the Man United game, that was the best performance against us, including what Arsenal did to us. Yeah. But I, I, I want to just pick up on this part of style at Manchester United. You know, I, I'm not going to quote um, an Everton fan, but to say that... I know, know, I'll let you. <laughs> but we, I, honestly, the last thing that I want to see at Manchester United is eight million passes along the back and through <clears> midfield. I swear, I do not want to see that. It was driving me crazy on Sunday watching City not use Haaland, yeah. uh, the way in which I think he should be used. So the idea that Eric Ten Hag should try and then become what would be a Manchester City or a really mm. dominant possession team. We will dominate. Manchester United should dominate possession against probably 85% of the league. No problem with that because the other teams, to be fair, will drop off at Old Trafford. Yeah. We're better than them and we can keep possession. When we're playing against Manchester City or when we're playing against Liverpool at Anfield or when we're playing against Arsenal away, honestly, I wouldn't mm. worry too much for the for the entirety of the next 50 years or mm. however long I'm alive. It won't be 50 years, I don't think, because I'm 48 now. Oh, no. <laughs> no on a, 20 years. Honestly, I would happily watch us play counter-attacking football with real speed. I, I was watching Ronaldo, Tevez and Rooney play counter-attacking football at Arsenal yeah. in Champions League semi-finals when we were unbelievable, by the way. So this idea that Manchester United fans should wish for this, you know, we need to dominate the play, we need to turn, you know, he needs to go that step up. Forget that. We don't. What we need to do is just get better at what we're doing currently, which is finish off the lower teams with good football, good possession, quick play. And when we play against the actual Arsenals of this world, be better defensively and counter-attack better. 
I have to say, we've only lost one game, United. I don't know how many games now. It's been a long time mm. since we've obviously got beat. <coughs> Arsenal was the only game. Would that be good uh, enough, though? Cause what? Would that be good enough, though? Because if City were City, we would have won that game. You know, like, you know, because would that be Arsenal. enough, though? No, with the United, with City would have beaten because you know you're talking about playing play more counter attacking football. We're not there yet. Though. No, no, but Manchester United. Can you, can you do you, that counter attacking like good enough play to play counter attacking football yeah. against the big teams? Football's changed for, for 15, by a bit. 20s. No, no. I watched the World Cup just recently. You say yeah, style, it's international. You say you saying styles and patterns have changed, mm. right? Not every team, and, and Pep Guardiola is not going to be around forever. So football yeah. styles will basically go. San Hagen, Arteta, though. Will go and come around. Guardiola. No, but I don't see. I don't watch Arteta and think I'm watching Manchester City. I don't watch Arsenal and think I'm watching Manchester City at all. Mm. Saka, Martinelli, and and, and and Jesus play completely different mm. than what Manchester City play. Honestly, far more positional Manchester City, far more rigid. I see Erdegaard's got a lot more freedom to move where he wants on the pitch. City aren't like that. I don't see, other than the fact that Zinchenko pops up in midfield and everyone thinks Arteta's like Pep. That is honestly mm. Art, Arsenal's football this season is electric. Manchester City's football has never been electric. 17 it's 18, it was electric, to be fair. Yeah, but yeah, maybe we sat in Sterling. Boy, that, yeah, yeah, that was, was my favourite Manchester like that, City team. Like that, yeah. Sané and Sterling, that for me was my favourite Manchester yeah. City team. But they're not electric to watch. Arsenal have been electric to watch from game one this season at Crystal Palace. City are not that. Mm. Manchester United need to have that electricity on the pitch and that speed. We shouldn't wish for this domination. He's not wishing for it. What I'm saying is the manager you've got has come from Ajax. Mm. That's the way That's you the, play. That is, that is, the way. is he going to try and get there? No, I, to what we say. I don't, I genuinely don't think winning. he needs to and I don't think he it's should because at Arsenal... How do you know? <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. You know what? We beat the best team in the world. Arsenal, at Arsenal, at Arsenal, I thought Eric Ten Hag contributed to that match and made it the game that it was. It was a brilliant match. It was brilliant for Arsenal. They were great, Arsenal. They deserved to win. Well, what I'm saying, would you th do you think he will try and do that? It doesn't matter what the, the we thing, say. You, when, you, you know Man United better, but do you think he Pep, will eventually so, want So that, Pep Guardiola, look, I don't know. You'll have to ask him. Pep Guardiola, a week on Wednesday, <laughs> will, go to, will go to the Emirates. He'll try and dominate the ball, 70% of possession, and do what he does. I wouldn't want Eric Ten Hag to think he's got to do that next year or the year after. Go to Arsenal and get a win however you think you can get a win through counter-attacking and brilliant football and good defending. I don't want it... Manchester United do not play like Ajax, Barcelona or Manchester City. We don't. We never have. But that's, we that's based that's on the manager, right? Will we? We'll, get, we'll, we'll, we'll dig a little bit deeper into that, but I've left you sat there. I want to, want to talk about Spurs. Yeah. How confident you have top four? Because you're up against some stiff 100%. competition. Obviously, you've got Newcastle, yeah, United yeah. City. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I think Newcastle have had a great season. Like you said, they don't lose. Um, but they're only a few points ahead of us. And we've suffered massively from injury. Two key players, one of the most underrated uh, players in the league in Bentancourt and uh, Kulisevsky, intrinsic to how good Spurs are since they came in last January. So Spurs transformed under Conte into a different beast altogether. Uh, made Arsenal choke at White Hart Lane last season. You probably remember that. And the uh, and um, got a trophy for that, didn't you? <laughs> it felt right. good. It felt good. Uh, the uh, uh, and and so we just saw a different thing. But those two players are key. And um, with that and the now the very deep bench that we have, I think I, I, it, there's a there's a the sort of nice mood around Spurs that hasn't been there for a, for the whole season. That, Fulham game, that Fulham game was a turning point, yeah. I felt, on Monday Night Football. Yeah, yeah. But ben, it was the fact that Ben Tenko was back with Kulisevsky, they're fit, and um, we, have, we now have a squad that can change games, whereas Conte really didn't have the, the tools at his disposal to replicate what we saw last season. In his own words, he said it was a miracle what we pulled off. Had to win five, we had to win six of our last six games included the trip to Anfield. We managed to draw that and still got over the line because, you know, Arsenal choked. Um, but the, uh, it, it was... 
Um, but yeah, we were here choking in May. Yeah. We didn't choke <laughs> this season, did we? Well, Twice. Well, well, just, yeah. Turns you over, home and away. I, I, know I, I think Tottenham will finish in the top four. I think Tottenham squad compared to... I think Tottenham over Newcastle. Personally, look, I think that... To me, I said, we said this on Monday Night Football, Tottenham have got so much in front of them that could mean it's a good season. Yeah. And if you've, uh, on Sunday was a big moment as well, obviously, Harry breaking the record, winning that game against City, Kulisevsky, Son. Son looked like he got his spark back yeah, and his yeah. speed back. He looked completely drained. Before that, you've got Richarlison. You, I think Spurs just have got more quality, more experience and will, to be fair, finish in the top four, is my view. What, what incentive does Harry have to, to stay now at Spurs? He's broken the record. Surely, could you, if United come calling, why, why should he stay at Spurs? Is, 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 is the process, Kane. trust the process, is, is there free a... Harry Kane. I think under, under, under Conte <laughs> and, and with a, uh, a directive from the board, which seems that we are going to spend money and try and compete with each other. Is this every year for the last 15, 20 years? Conte's leaving. Conte isn't leaving. He's got another year he's left. He's, he's got another year left on his contract. But is, is he going to want to come and stay for but a Robbie, manager where, where, every where, year? Says where, where, where is, seriously, and I said this on one, again, where, where is Conte now? He's got an unbelievable football club with a brilliant ground that have spent quite a lot on players, by the way, in this last 18 months since he's been there, or 12 months since he's been there. Where is Antonio Conte going to go at this moment in time? Why where is he signing a new contract? Where he's not been before. Because he does that, he just does that. <laughs> honestly, I think Tottenham can stand strong with the, with, with the squad that they've got, the players that they've signed, yeah. and the position that they're in. They're in the Champions League. I don't think Antonio Conte, at this moment in time, can go to a better club in Europe. He's not going to Barcelona, he's not going to Real Madrid, he's not going to Bayern Munich. Tottenham at this moment, he's not going to any other club in, in, in England, he's not going to Manchester United or Liverpool. He, I think he's at the best club he can be at to stay there for two or three years. I he's been whinging that. all season, hasn't he? He's, but he, he does that, he has that in him. It is, look, I was talking to Simon earlier about uh, both of our club fans' relationships with Conte, and it is a weird one, it has been odd. Because one minute you think, he hates us, he, he, he absolutely hates us, and the next minute we win a game and he's like, this is the best club in the world, and I've never well, Do you had want it. to play for that? I think, look, the players do. And I think if, if Conte signs a new contract, and this is the big issue, right? And this is, a pro right, all jokes aside, it would solve so many problems if he just said, well, well I'll sign another two years or three years. Then Kane goes, well, actually, years. there's a project. Then Kane goes, there's a, all right, well, I understand that. There's a project. Uh, there's something for me to sign up with. And he's asking Daniel Levy, whoever it might be, to back him when he's going, well, I've got, potentially I could leave at the end of the season. That said, in the January transfer market, it bought in Porro. Um, now it looks like we have incredible depth because I don't know if you've ever seen Emerson Royale put in a performance like that against Manchester City. I was, I was looking and I was going, what? who is that guy? Like, well, you're, you're, Conte has this, he's a master of playing the game of the media. I mean, the spell that Rafa Benitez put up at Newcastle on their fans is unbelievable. Rafa Benitez had that same ability to be able to sort of, if you like, Turn the fans on the on 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 the chairman to be able to get more money in the transfer market. Jose Mourinho's the same, Conte's the same, Benitez is the same. They they are three of a kind that will just do fans, this. No, no, but the, the fans, the fans, the Nienich out uh, movement, if you want to call it that, is something that's been brewing for years, way before Conte. There is this understanding. But he plays on that. Yeah, no, I'm sure he does. And, and, and look, ultimately, it's better for Spurs fans to look at that if Conte is manipulating the board to bring more players in. That only is a good thing. Of course, that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah, of course. And, and, that, and long may it continue. But, but the actual the, 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 the groundswell of mo uh, against um, Daniel Levy isn't about Conte. This is something that's been brewing for a long, long time. Personally, I think he's done a really good job that, that maybe 
if we need to compete with the way Arsenal have spent, which goes under the radar, uh, for, the, for the record. Inc incredible amounts of money. In fact, maybe there'll be some... I'm not saying... For the, maybe there'll be some Con investigations Conte that later. Do. I don't think Conte could do what Arteta's done or what Klopp... Almost build it every year and get him back. Conte, no. he's just... He wants to win right now. He's impatient. That's why he loses his head in press conference. And you're talking about Harry Kane signing on the back of a project. I don't think it's ever a project with Antonio Conte. And that's not a criticism. No. It's no, not. No. It's we just like he wants to win... Today, he's not even thinking about tomorrow. So I love in that. terms of Harry, I want to win today. I know, but Tottenham are in a position. I don't think Tottenham are in that Harry position. Free Harry Kane. He deserves better. Harry Kane's today. already talked we should about put a free Harry Kane post up on the wall. Yeah, I think, I think we've <laughs> Harry Kane's already talked about signing a new contract at Tottenham. That's been big. That's PR. Surely you may want it to be right, but that geezer. He, 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 I want him to go and win stuff. How many years has he got left now on that twenty-six-year contract? He's signed. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many years he got left? Two. One, hasn't he? One after this. No, he's one. not got one, has he? After this one, yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Has he? Are you sure? I want him. I want him at United. I think it's eighteen months. He's got a year after this year. Yeah. He signed a Todd Bowley contract before we even knew Todd Bowley was. If he if he goes, he goes. He's he's been an incredible servant. We saw the, the, the record uh, that he, he broke, Jimmy Greaves' record. So, look, there's not much you can say. I, I think it's this summer or he stays yeah, for Tottenham. I think yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. almost last what, how, how much would it cost to buy him then? If he had a year left on his contract, his market value is probably around 50, 60 for one year. No, go for more than that. It, it should go, go for more than minimum. That. But, but with a year left on the contract, when they can get him for free, no, I'm, I'm saying he's worth it. Hazard was 100 million. To yeah, you spent 100 million. All right, so so a Man United come and pay 100 million pound for Kane. I think if you said to United now, with the fact they've got no centre forward at all, hardly. You, you, 100 million yeah. for well, Harry Kane. You get Ossiman for, 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 for less than that. What's it, sorry? Ossiman for the Napoli yeah, yeah. striker. Yeah, but that's if. That's if well, Kane's a better player. Kane's proven no, in the Premier League. If you said to uh, United now, 100 million pounds, it's not I can't see Kane going anywhere. I really can't. I can. Everyone else can. You might want it. Everyone else can see it. To be fair, I think United would would snap him up for 100. I think every club pretty much would take him. But I want to speak about the other European contenders. The, the Brightons, Brentfords, Fulhams potentially, are they going to be in and around still at the end of the season? Because you don't believe that Newcastle have the ability to hold. So will those clubs that, like we said, who are having slightly smaller budgets? I, you've got to think at some point Liverpool and Chelsea are going to somehow wake up and put something together. But there's nope. no signs of it. Nope. Well, look, if they don't, then obviously they can. But I'm still thinking, because I, I, of the credibility, you know, Chelsea, uh, you know, last season, obviously different team this season, different owners, different managers, different everything. But you've got to think those players at some point are going to put a run together that maybe would Brighton and Brentford would be incapable. I mean, you've got to think that Klopp at certain times is going to get the players back and he's going to work it out. So, look, it'd be challenging for Brighton and Brentford to stay where they are because those two clubs have spent enormous amounts of money. They've been incredibly successful. And you'd think once they get their squads and their teams right that they'll, they'll sail up the league. But they're doing unbelievable, those two clubs. You talk about we used to think you know Southampton were one of the best run clubs in the league. They maintained that for years, didn't they? I think Brighton and Brentford are the shining lights at this moment in time in, in the Premier League. Yeah. Full of fantastic. But you think what Brighton and Brentford have done now for two or three seasons, they are shining lights in the Premier League. You know, I know they spent money, but it still looks like it's in control. Sammy, the Fulham fan, I'm, you must be you must be top of the world. Yeah, it's been pretty incredible. Chelsea spent three hundred million pounds to try and win the reverse game and still couldn't uh, <laughs> on Friday. Um, Enjoyed. <laughs> but no, it's uh, it's been fantastic. I think that Marco Silva is one of the underrated managers in the league, um, and I think that there's the kind of trio that no one really understands, which is 
ourselves, Brighton and Brentford, who are just keep up pulling up trees. None of us have spent huge amounts of money. There are teams below us in the bottom 10 that have spent an awful lot more, but we all just seem to have models right now that are, that are really working and um, keep surprising everyone in the league. And it's interesting what you say about um, Liverpool shouldn't be 10th, but isn't that an indication of the strength of the league now? You, if, you're, if you're off your game as a club, if you're going through a season in transition, whereas previous seasons, a team like Liverpool might have finished fifth. Um, now, I think teams like Chelsea and Liverpool, if you're off your game, you're going to be ninth, 10th, 11th, a trip to Wolves, a trip to Villa. Look at the quality of some of their squad. West Ham are fighting relegation and they've got some sensational players. I think that now the Premier League, that's, that's the victim of its own success for the big clubs, is that the rest of the league's so strong that if you are not absolutely at the top of your game, you're going to be mid-table with the rest of us. What are your expectations for the, for the rest of the season? Because it, as you said, it's hard to put a run. If, if Liverpool can't put a run of games together, if City can't put a run of games together, where do you expect yourselves to finish? Honestly, I mean, maybe Hart would be seventh. I think Head would probably be about tenth. I think that I think Brighton might be a step above us. I can never say that Brentford are better than us, but <laughs> they are a good team. I've got to give them that. And I think Fulham's level as a newly promoted club, it is around tenth. It's about keeping some of our players fit, some of the signings that we've made. And I think everyone still associates Fulham with the spending £100 million a few seasons ago. Some of the bargains we've got in our team. Kenny Tete played Mudrick off the pitch on, um, on Friday. I know you guys were saying that on the telly. And, and he cost £2 million. We signed Xiao Polini, our most I think he's one of the best midfielders in the league, and he's £20 million. We've just made some unbelievable business. And I don't know when Fulham... You brought William know, back to life as well. Brought Willi- yeah. yeah, I don't know. He was literally... Like, <laughs> hey, Polini, to be honest with you, he's he absolutely fantastic, him. Yeah. I mean, what a player. Just 20 million, most tackles, some of his statistics, some of his yeah. tackling and everything. I think he's a player that so many teams could benefit from. But, you know, we got him on a six-year deal as well, which is incredible business. And Fulham went... on a couple of years there, didn't you? Could have done a 15-year deal. Done a bit of financial doping ourselves. Tony's, Tony's things comes up in the next few weeks, so that could be a big problem for Brentford, obviously, at that point. They have signed the boy Sharder, so yeah. you could be in a position where you could finish above Brentford. I know Brent, I think Brentford are ahead of you, but they could be damaged a bit in the next few weeks. Look, 8th, ninth would be an amazing season. We're, we're a newly promoted team, and I think that that's, that's still a phenomenal achievement. And even if it isn't, like 11th, 12th, like I'd have taken 17th. I'd still take 17th And he said right you're now. going down, by the way, at the start yeah, of the season. Yeah, I remember. Don't say that. Yeah. I've not kept the receipts on this, but someone did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I'll dig them up for you. I'll send them to <laughs> you. Someone definitely yeah, said Fulham. Did, did he say Zinchenko wasn't a leader? <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he said a lot leader. of outlandish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He said yeah. a lot of man. He's not, sorry about Everton. He's not a leader. No, remember he, that one? Oh, no, right. he's a great professional. Oh, you got the receipts for that one? the receipts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great professional. He's not a leader. Yeah. Well, I think he is a leader. I think he is. I do believe that he's a leader. I believe he's a leader. Very experienced player. This debate could go on forever. What is going wrong with Liverpool? I just want to quickly ask. It's a time when Liverpool was scary last season. They're in the greatest title race ever. Yeah. So we've spent six months watching Liverpool, we've like spoken to analysts, coaches, you know, sports scientists, trying to work out what it is. And the only thing I can figure is 
like witchcraft is the only thing that I can figure out. You go from being nearly quadruple winners. Rafa. Is Rafa the tenth? tenth in the Premier um, I think, Paul, it's psychological. And, like, literally being that close to mort- immortality. Yes, and just, yeah. Like, it's so crushing. So we it? did a show when, it, when we were talking about Liverpool on, the, on, on here a few, a few months back. And I said, yeah, there's a psychological aspect yeah. of going so close. You know, I've, and I think Liverpool did that. I think they... I don't think they planned, I don't think anyone plans to win a quadruple, but when it becomes possible, I think they go, right, we're just going to throw everything at this, every ounce of everything they've got. And then to not have that come off in those kind of heartbreaking circumstances, I think that, that that's one of the major reasons behind it. In, in February now, though, I'm not yeah, having that. Yeah, and this is... this is February? I agree. I and, and that's I, just not an excuse I, for I think the other, the other point of this is that you look at the teams that have played the most football in the last 18 to 24 months, and they're all struggling this season. So Man City, okay, yeah, struggling. I'd give anything to be struggling how they're struggling. But then again, you know, financial doping. Um, the, um, but, but West Ham, another one. The, I think the, the, the four, the teams that play the most football is Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea and West Ham. And they're all below their standards mm. this season. They're all struggling. And I think it's a combination of factors. I think it's a whole I think there's players there who are reaching for gears and it's and they're not there. Do you, do you I think we've all you, sorry, sorry, go, mate. Go but I think and look, you guys all know it's obviously far better. But I mean it, the the there must have come times in your career where you've gone, go on, and, and you that that extra half a yard oh, is yeah. just not there yeah. anymore. And and I think it's for different reasons, I'm not saying everyone's finished. Yeah. But I just think this whole culmination thing. Henderson, who's been the guy who's been like the, the, the leader on and off the pitch, he's been a shining example to everyone, like running harder, longer, faster than everyone else. And he's come out the World Cup going, I feel a bit bad after the World Cup, I'm not, I'm not getting to my standards. That's, a, that's a, a worry for me. The fact that you know Liverpool needs someone to drag them out of it. And who is it? It's an 18-year-old kid from the academy in Bacetta who's come Used in. Used to be Sadio Mane. Well, no, yeah, yes, yeah, true, football. absolutely, absolutely. But that's the thing, you're looking to someone right now. The diff, one of the fundamental differences between us and City this season is Erling Haaland scored a million goals. And, and Liverpool don't have a player right now. They, they technically own, they own players who can do that, but they're not doing it. Salah's not scoring. Jota's been injured. Firmino's been injured. Yeah, uh, you know, you know, and, and then and Darwin Nunes hasn't... He's not come back the same. He looked like it was just clicking for him before the World Cup. It's not been working. He's had injuries since he's come back as well. We we could desperately do with someone just going, I'm going to go and drag this team through, and it not be an 18-year-old kid at the base of the midfield is the only one who feels like he's doing uh, it. To, to, to be honest, I think there's quite a few things with Liverpool. I don't think it's... People keep asking us, see, everywhere you go, what's going on with Liverpool? What? It's like everyone's got this one answer. And we were speaking about it before. If Klopp doesn't know, we don't know. Because yeah. he, he's tried so many different things. But I think the excuse of the... I, I could understand that before the World Cup. And you're talking about how we felt at players. I always remember after the 2006 World Cup, the first sort of 10 games of that season, I just felt like there was nothing in my legs. But once you get to February now, you can't be using last season as an excuse. But Sorry, do you not, I think do you not think you get stuck in a negative spiral within the season that you just can't get out of? And you need to go... Yeah, but listen, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not looking for... the Liverpool can't be 10th. Just not even Liverpool, it, but generally, like we could say about Chelsea, City. Yeah, no, I know, City is second. Get... That's City having a bad season. It's still second. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool having a bad season, they should be fourth from where they've been. They shouldn't be here. Yeah. And you're actually... You, you'll be the same. Liverpool going to Wolves. I don't think many Liverpool fans thought we were going to win that game. <coughs> didn't think we get beat 3-0. But I was thinking, I can't see us winning the game. And the Brighton games as well. Yeah, exactly. you, you look at... So, Liverpool are not just... I mean, you're not going to get stuck in that. Sorry to keep interrupting. Yeah, but you but should... You, you're stuck in it. Players of that quality and of that mentality, the manager, the squad that they have, you can't accept these results against the teams that don't lose. On that negative cycle thing, I think that's an interesting point because 
Do you remember after 2008-2009, Liverpool run United close for the title and it was like, well, how'd you kick on, how'd you kick on? And I think we lost more games in the first five games of the next season than we'd done in the whole in season. The first three, we yeah. lost two, we yeah. lost two the season before. Exa- exactly, and then all of a sudden, it's weird how seasons sort of happen like that sometimes. Where, where all of a sudden, you, you, there's, a, there's just a vibe to the whole season where you're like, this, this doesn't feel like it's, it's recoverable and I don't, I, you know, I don't, no one ever seems to be able to put the finger on what that quite is. You'd hope the Klopp's got enough in the, you know, in the locker, God knows the, the COVID season, they turned that round and managed to finish third that season against all, all the odds. But right now, it's, it just feels like everyone's buying into the, the hype. You saw Fabinho do the week, you know, he should have been no, sent off. And he, he looked like I, a guy I, going, I, I yeah, think, God, I, sorry I, think for I think that the issues are, listen, they have been unfortunate with injuries, you know, in, in certain sort of positions. I think there's been mismanagement of the squad. And I go back to Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson's taking a lot of stick off Liverpool supporters at the moment. Jordan Henderson's done his job. He come at 21, he's 31, he's won everything. Mm. He shouldn't be playing every week right now anyway. And that's because of the mismanagement of the squad. Means, well, he's not in the team right now at the moment, but he shouldn't be playing week in, week out where he is right now at sort of 32, 33. He's having to play there because of the mismanagement of the squad. Liverpool have got either really old players or really young players. They haven't got anyone in that sweet spot of sort of 25 to 29 because, again, I go back to mismanagement of the squad and you have to put that at sort of Jürgen Klopp or Pep Linders, the recruitment team who've had more praise than anyone of any recruitment team I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but you'd have to look at that squad and where it's been left and where it is right now. Is there something in that? Because Michael Kennedy left. He only had his, he served his two years notice, but left I think only. A Michael few Edwards. Michael Edwards, sorry, uh, left a few months ago, because obviously he'll have been probably on gardening leave in the last two years. Probably wouldn't have been as across. Is this a case of the the guy who was in charge of that recruitment's left? Well, the guy who then came after him, Julian Ward, has only been in the role six months, and he's leaving now as well. So, so something's they, not they, right there. So, exactly, and people criticise uh, the owners in terms of money. I, I think the owners have done a brilliant job at the club. And I think the, the biggest... I think, mis- I think Jurgen Klopp's done a brilliant job at the club. No, of course he has. But my point is about what's happening right now is the big mistake SF, FSG have made, I feel, is or whether they can control it or not, they've allowed this team that everybody in, in the Premier League around Europe was saying that is the model to follow in terms of, of Liverpool, about how they buy, how they sell. And they've allowed that to disintegrate. So there's like four or five people behind the scenes who were, who were known as being a huge part of, of Liverpool, certainly recruitment-wise and selling-wise, have been allowed to leave. Now, we don't know who's sort of replaced them. We don't know if that's Jürgen Klopp being in the job for longer. And I've been there with Gerard Hulia and Rafa Benitez. The longer they're in the job and they're successful, the more power they get, the more they influence more decisions within that. Is that why those people have left? I don't. Nobody really knows. We're just questioning that. But basically, what everybody felt was like a really top team that most people were sort of looking to emulate has been allowed to drift and sort of drift apart. You mentioned Sadio Mane. I, I disagree with that in that that is Liverpool's sort of model. Almost sell the player and let him be poor on somebody else's pitch rather than that. Sadio Mane's not pulling up any trees for Bayern Munich and I love him. He was my favourite player. Yeah. But the model for Liverpool was you couldn't keep that front three forever. One of them had to go at some stage. You get your money back that you pay for and then you reinvest in a 20 three 24-year-old striker Nunes has come in and it hasn't happened for him. That doesn't mean it was a mistake with Sadio Mane because you've got to refresh and make the team younger and build another team, basically. That team couldn't stay forever. So I just think there's three or four areas where Liverpool haven't got it right, off the pitch, on the pitch. And right now, I think with each passing week, it feels like it's more than this idea that we all had at the start of the season. Liverpool needs a midfielder. 
yeah, yeah. you need midfielders and other positions. We've got to wrap things up, but before we wrap things up, Gary Jam, I want to do a little quick fire question, okay? First off, who'll be league winners? City. Arsenal. <laughs> you don't Arsenal. believe it. You don't believe you never it. Said confidence. I believe it less after the last couple of weeks, yeah, but I, I'm going to say City. Arsenal. Who's your top four? City, Arsenal, United, Tottenham. City, Arsenal, United, Tottenham. Newcastle, Tottenham. Change. Okay. Bottom three. I know you don't like doing this. Southampton, Bournemouth, Leeds. Oh. Southampton, Bournemouth, Leeds. Gary, you're going you're gonna to skip. I, I worry about those bottom two. Yeah. Um, having seen Southampton on, on Saturday as well. Um, I'm not sure about Leeds. Interesting. Quick file. <laughs> yeah. Newcastle. <laughs> uh, who's going to finish Prem top scorer? Golden Boot. Oh, he's won it already. Yeah, about to say. Is he a problem for you? No. He's not. How is Kane on, by the way? Is he four behind him or five behind yeah, him? Yeah, he's, he's, he's way off. Yeah. I said Kane at the start of the season, so I'll just stick with what I went with because I wouldn't rule out Harry Kane scoring no, no, no. all of a sudden be on his shoulder. He's having one of his best seasons. Harland. Yeah. I'm going to go Kane because I said that at the start of the season, yeah. Okay. Who's the manager of the season so far? Tough one. Tough. Um, Arteta. Yeah, I'd say oh, good, two or three. I think Arteta, Marco Silva, Adiao. Thomas. I, I'd, go, I'd go Arteta right now, yeah. What player has surprised you the most this season? Martin. Sandro Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Enketia. <laughs> Because yeah. I thought when Jesus got injured, I thought that could be a. a yeah, I, think he's played, I think he's played really well yeah, for Arsenal. Yeah, in the room. Okay, brilliant. Listen, I've, I've, I've taken Ketia. I'll take Ketia. Ketia's in the room. If someone wants to put the TikTok music on there, it's blowing up right now. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. Appreciate it. A big round of applause. Hi everyone, I hope you've enjoyed this fan debate in our new set and our new home. We couldn't do this without our partners at Skybet. I hope you really enjoy what we're going to bring to you in 2023. It's a continued partnership. We've just signed a new three years to deliver the content that we bring you and we hope you enjoy it all. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.